0: The fall of China is starting today. Why do I say today? Because it's coming so fast. Yesterday I did a video on the Russian situation relative to the interview of Joe Rogan and Peter Zeon, and then today I see on Squawk Box an interview with Jay Clayton and Kyle Bass, and they're basically saying, if you aren't out of China stocks now, you better get out because you don't really own anything. So then. Later, Bloomberg's comes out today and says that Elon is going to build a new plant in Indonesia or maybe Mexico. Well, why is he doing that? Because he knows if Xi Jinping invades Taiwan, his plant in Shanghai is gone. So the collapse of China is starting today. Let's get deep into it so that we understand what stocks to buy and what stocks to get rid of. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. In yesterday's video, I talked extensively about uh, the situation in Russia and how it is affecting the world situation and how it's probably going to play out. This all came from um, Joe Rogan's interview with Peter Zion. About 30 minutes into the video, the topic switches to China, and Joe starts asking him, how did the situation evolve in China that we're dealing with today? And 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 Peter explained that back in 1946, as we came out of World War II, we, we created an adversarial relationship, or it existed between the Soviet Union and the United States. And the United States basically brought the allies together and said, hey, look, we need to open up trade between Europe and the United States. Uh, the Navy, we have the biggest Navy, that is the United States. We'll patrol the seas, we'll make trade possible. And the world went on as it was. Well, about 40 years ago, Uh, China raised its hand and said, hey, we we can play a part of this as well. We've got cheap labor. We can can help you fill that void that maybe uh, we can get things to you cheaper. We were quite good at the high end, and that is um, the technology and things of this nature. We're very good at the low end, and that's the creation of food and energy. It was that middle area, the, you know, the TV screens and, and things of that nature, and some some of the regular medicines that you use. And China raised its hand and said, we got cheap labor. We can do that for you. And so that worked for about 40 years. And then Xi Jinping came into power, and he's a single dictator, if if nothing else, nobody else has the power to come and talk to him and say, hey, maybe we need to work a little in this direction to work a little more closely with the, the United States and Europe. He said, no, we're going to dominate them. We're going to be the scum, the superpower by 2040. Uh, and that's the way it went. And so, that all probably would have gone well, except we had the coronavirus. And at at the coronavirus, we woke up and said, we're too damn dependent on China, and we need to pull back. So we started pulling back, and the whole system started to fall apart. And as a result, we also recognized that Xi Jinping was going to potentially uh, invade Taiwan and take over the semiconductor business there and put us between a rock on a hard place, and so we reacted. What worked for 40 years didn't work after the coronavirus. It basically pointed out that we had some dependencies that were in fact not going to work. So the the world's now back in a situation Similar to that of the early 1900s. And that is that if you had what you needed and provided for your people, and your people were the workers to provide for each other, you kept your economy within your own borders. And that's where we're going. The problem with that is that all works if you have access to food, energy, and a good demographic. And when I say a good demographic, I mean you have a lot of young people who are ambitious in learning skills and growing and producing income and consuming products, and you had fewer older people who were become a drain on the society, and particularly the healthcare system and the tax system, because they aren't working, they aren't producing, they're actually taking. Well, as a result of China's one-child uh, policy, and then their ambitious growth of moving per- people out of the rural area into the urban area, where they don't make as many babies, their demographic uh, pyramid is turned upside down. They have more old people than they have young people. The other issue they have is they don't have oil and they don't have natural gas. They have to buy that from somewhere else. They don't have a lot of food and they have to buy that from somewhere else. Well, that was no, no problem when their population uh, was structured properly or when they were the major bread, be- not bread basket, but manufacturing basket for those middle le- level goods for the world. But now that is all changing. The United States has basically said we can't be exposed to a coronavirus again as we were and uh, and be dependent so much on other countries. We're bringing the manufacturing of those middle-class goods back to the United States. And that has created disruption because, again, for energy, um, China is ninety percent dependent on other countries. Uh, their biggest supplier of oil was the United States and Russia. Russia is going offline, as I explained to you yesterday. So that puts uh, China in 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 jeopardy. So J- China has to go after whatever pos- positive things they have. They see Taiwan as a positive what happens when china invades taiwan well the reality is the same thing that happened when uh, russia invaded ukraine if you had any russian stocks they became worth zero so if if you believe there is a possibility that china invades taiwan your stocks are going to become zero. So that brings us up to this morning where I saw an interview on Squawk Box with uh Jay Clayton and Kyle Bass. And Kyle Bass I've 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 I'm on the apostle of his for quite some time. And basically they said they confirmed China stocks are worth nothing. They don't have the same bookkeeping. They don't have the same auditing. And they, they are defiant that we aren't going to share our numbers with you. So what you have is worth nothing uh, if China chooses to say those assets are not uh, going to be cashed in and and held up. Now, again, as I said, if China does what Russia does did and invade uh, Taiwan, uh, your stocks will become nothing. So what stocks are in most jeopardy? U.S. companies that um, will be affect it if our relations continue to break down with China? Well, that would be Nike, Goldman Sachs, Tesla, Starbucks, and Apple. So if you have, own any of those, you must discount them in anticipation that there will be an invasion on Taiwan and those that business will just basically go away as a result of that invasion. The magnitude of that is some $9.4 billion of U.S. holdings or U.S. companies exposure in China. Now, the other thing that came up this morning was Elon made an announcement that he is going to build a new plant in Indonesia and or maybe as well in Mexico. So you would ask yourself, why would Elon be doing that? Why would he be able to plant in Indonesia or possibly Mexico? Well, the obvious answer is if China invades Taiwan, they're going to take control of his plant and it'll go away. It'll just be a non-existent asset that that Elon made a mistake on so he's going to Indonesia to potentially uh, create a a manufacturing facility still within the Asian market okay that makes sense Mexico though however makes even more sense because the labor in Mexico is actually 33 percent cheaper than that in um, in China I remember earlier on I said we went to China because of cheap labor but the the price of labor has increased 14x since the the early since about four, 20 years ago. So that that price differential no longer exists. Whereas in China it's 33% cheaper than what it is now in China and the skill level of the people in Mexico is about 50 times higher than it is in China so those are the that that's why China is about to collapse now it's it's going to fall and that's why i say it's starting today and every day the collapse will get closer and closer. You've just got too many things that aren't lined up for success. And then you have the consequences of the United States pulling back and saying we can't be exposed to it anymore. There's only one one nation who can save China from the 10-year demise. In 10 years, they won't exist unless we do what we did with Germany. And that is we divide it up we divide China up in city-states, and someone deals with Shanghai, and someone deals with this city, and someone deals with that city, and we divide it up much as we did uh, East and West Germany back in 1946. Do I think that'll happen? I have no idea. It's too early to tell, but that's my take on China and my take on what you need to be doing relative to um, to any stock holdings that you have in China. Okay, so that's Russia and that's China, review of the Joe Rogan, uh, Peter Zian, uh interview. What I want to talk about tomorrow is the other things that they covered in the last half of the video, and this has to do with our relationship with Mexico, our relationship with Canada. Canada, I didn't know this, but Canada is the largest manufacturer of uh fertilizer on the uh in, in on the in the western hemisphere. And I, I guess we again from this interview, I realized. There are so many countries that are dependent on fertilizer right now. And guess who is the largest manufacturer of fertilizer in the European and Asian world? It's Russia. It's Russia. And that's and who has some of the worst land in the world? China. China needs Russia's fertilizer. So, do you see how this balance of power has changed. The other thing you need to recognize is if you would have talked to someone about two years ago and asked where the defense budget is going, they would say it's going to cybersecurity. We have, we have listening devices in every place around the world. It's cybersecurity. We're worried about them putting down our, our um, uh, electrical system, our pipelines, and cybersecurity. That's not what they're concerned about now. That money that was going towards cybersecurity, part of it's now going towards our war machine because Russia has invaded and will, as I told you in yesterday's video, they won't stop in Ukraine. If they get their butt kicked, then we're looking at a nuclear situation. But they aren't going to stop. And so we have to, whether they go on or not, we have to build our war machine. And we are the best war machine builders in the world. And so Europe is buying from Lockheed. Europe is buying from Raytheon. Europe is buying from Northrop Grumman. I told you yesterday the the stocks that you need to invest in relative to the war machine. So be aware of that. And tomorrow we're going to talk about the last 30 minutes of the Joe Rogan, Peter Zeon video. Stick with me. I'll tell you what's going to happen in this world if you'll listen.